Welcome to the Vaughn Nelson Podcast. Today is the third quarter 2022 Vaughn Nelson Emerging Markets Recap Call. With me today is Senior Portfolio Manager Kevin Ross. And with that, Kevin, I will turn things over to you. Thanks very much, Dan. Good morning to everyone. Global equity markets saw continued declines during the third quarter as the summer rally came to a halt following hawkish rhetoric from the U.S. Federal Reserve's Jackson Hole meetings in the late summer. International equity markets are dealing with rising and elevated inflation levels, decelerating global economic growth, tightening financial conditions, and exceptional U.S. dollar strength. The strong U.S. dollar accelerated the exportation of U.S. inflation to the rest of the world, forcing nearly all global central banks to follow the U.S. Federal Reserve's lead in raising interest rates. Tighter financial conditions forced global equity and fixed income markets to reduce investment positions and leverage, driving nearly all asset classes lower during the quarter. As a firm, we expect inflation to ease in the next six months due to the high base of comparisons and slowing growth curtailing demand. That being said, we remain concerned about the energy situation in Europe, where storage levels are likely to reduce to dangerous levels by the spring and can be depleted in a worsening or elongated weather situation during the winter months, which may lead to a rationing. We don't see a near-term resolution to the Russia-Ukraine confrontation and have concerns that they will escalate in the short term following the explosion of the Kerch Bridge to Crimea in early October. The EM strategy has a strong relative quarter with the portfolio down less as compared to the benchmark and the broader EM index. There continues to be pockets of opportunities to generate robust and positive returns, even in this uncertain macro environment. India, for instance, continues to be a relative outperformer, with the country seeing a positive 10% return during the quarter. Brazil is another example, with a 7% return and even greater return following the first round of elections, which suggests that Lula will be forced to adopt a more moderate policy as his rival Bolsonaro and his party outperformed poll expectations and will become the largest party in the Senate. On the negative and disappointing side for the quarter, we would highlight China and Hong Kong, which were down 19 and 26 percent respectively. The issues that continue to drag economic activities in China include the ongoing zero-COVID policy, a slowing construction and property market, and slowing export activities. While it is true that China is one of the few countries globally that is stimulating on the fiscal and monetary side, as we have CPI inflation remaining at below 3% level, it is still not enough to counteract these negative economic forces. Evidencing this, for example, the services PMI for September came in at 49.3, which is down from 55 in August, and the employment sub-index remains in contraction mode for the ninth straight month at 48.5. As we discussed last quarter, we believe that China will stick to a zero COVID policy through the National Party Congress meeting later this month, after which we think it is possible that the severe restrictions on mobility could be reduced at the margins, though this may take until the spring of next year, which would align with normal COVID seasonality patterns. As a result of our buy, sells, and market action during the quarter, We saw our weightings in Taiwan, Brazil, the U.K., Netherlands, and Poland increase during the period. Our weightings in India, 
Mexico, Saudi Arabia, and Canada decreased during the quarter. Turning to our sector exposures, we saw our weightings in IT, real estate, industrials, and staples increase during the period, and conversely, our weightings in financials, consumer discretionary, healthcare, and utilities decreased during the period. Looking at performance specifically by country, our best performing countries included Taiwan, Hong Kong, South Korea, and Brazil. This was offset by our performance in Mexico, Saudi Arabia, where we have a materially underweight position, Germany, and Turkey, similar to Saudi Arabia, where we are underweight. Our portfolio continues to have overweight positions in IT, real estate, industrials, and energy, while being underweight to materials, financials, and healthcare. And this sector and country positioning is similar to what we've experienced the last several quarters. Turning to our portfolio activities during the quarter, the quarter was quieter than the previous one with six new additions and nine exits made during the period. In general, we are continuing to focus the team's research efforts on our Category A companies, or our undervalued earnings growth names, that have been indiscriminately sold off during the recent market drawdown. One example of this is a leading affordable housing provider in Brazil. Mortgages are fixed rate and subsidized from the Brazilian government. And as such, we see resilient structural demand through the cycle supported by the housing shortage that exists in the country. We expect margins for this company to improve moving forward, driven by lower raw material prices. Shares also offer a low double-digit dividend yield and mid-single-digit PE at the time of our initial purchase. We have also found several interesting Category B companies that fall in the consumer staples sector that have strong track records of stable and resilient demand for their products, leading market position, and strong pricing power. Stock prices have declined due to rising inflation seen during the first half of this year, which in our view is in the early stages of reversing. We see costs related to oil, petrochemicals, crude palm oil, packaging materials, and shipping falling since the summer, which should support an improvement in margins during the next 12 months. And we don't think this is considered in the current valuations of the shares. The concerns and macro themes discussed during the last several quarters still remain relevant today, and we don't yet see an inflection point in global economic activity in our foreseeable future. That said, we have strong conviction in the asymmetric payoffs of the names in our portfolio and those that we are adding to the portfolios on a medium-term three-year investment time horizon. The widely diverging country, sector, and security-level performance suggests that it should be a prosperous environment for active managers with a deep understanding and experience in the asset class. This is what we have seen this year with the performance of the strategy. In the medium term, supply chain shortages and bottlenecks are likely to normalize, driven by better availability and lower economic activity. In the U.S., headline inflation is likely to peak and a Fed pivot will become within sight, something that should help reverse the upward trend of the U.S. dollar and be supportive for emerging and international markets in general. While we patiently wait for this time to come, we will continue to actively search for the best risk-reward opportunities available in our universe 
and remain flexible to adapt should our macro conditions change earlier than we expect. Thank you very much, Dan. Back to you. Great. Thank you, Kevin, and always appreciate the insights on the Emerging Markets Universe. Um, and with that, we'll head over to returns. Um, for the quarter, the Von Nelson Emerging Markets Strategy returned on a net basis negative 3.75% uh, versus the MSCI Emerging Markets Mid-Cap Index at negative 7.58%. Uh, which brings the net strategy returns for the year to negative 19.08 versus the benchmark at negative 24.82. The one-year net number for the emerging markets strategy is negative 18.69%. The MSCI Emerging Markets Mid-Cap Index is negative 24.83%. The five-year net number for the strategy is negative 1.58% versus the benchmark at negative 0.21%. Um, and the sense exception number is net 1.28% versus the benchmark at 1.34%. Um, and thank you all for joining us, and we look forward to uh, another podcast next quarter. Thank you. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson strategies.